Welcome back, Padawans, to another episode of the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. And today, we're talking about what I would argue is the two most hated characters in Star Wars. <laughs> we're talking about Pong Krell and Zero the Hut. This oh. is going to be interesting, dude. Yeah, I just rewatched The Clone Wars. We just finished, actually. And... Yeah. I think you said Clown Wars again. Yeah, Clown Wars, Clone Wars. Uh, again, my, my girlfriend does call it the Clown Wars. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting episode. And, and having that fresh Clone Wars watch perspective yeah, perspective does help me. So so I'll be able to give some good input about that. Yeah, I, I recently watched, because I'm watching it with my wife, I recently watched some of the Zero episodes. Mm. Actually, I watched the, the episode we ended on was the assassination attempt on Padme by your favorite bounty hunter. Padme? Oh, no. Or oh, a Singh. Your favorite Aura bounty Singh. hunter. Or a Singh. Or a Singh. Yep. Okay. And then it ends with seeing Zero and Zero being all mad. Yeah. So that's where that's where we are on our Clone Wars rewatch. Mm-hmm. We'll both have some fresh memories and and thoughts i don't think there's any good memories with these two i would argue yeah i i mean if you like him of course good on you but and and at least my opinion (laughs) i i don't know i don't know about that one if it's good good on on you if you like krell (laughs) krell is pretty he's a he's he's not a good jedi and and he pretty much he's just committed war crimes because he turned his own troops against themselves yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that. But. I mean, he he intentionally. Oh, oh so my gosh. rude, so rude. I can't yeah. believe I can't. Waxer, Waxer, I think fell. Was it Waxer or Boyle that fell during that that moment? And it's just you know when you see you meet Waxer and Boyle first in on Ryloth, and you get to see them in other things like the the next Battle of Geonosis, and then you see one of them die at the hands of Pankrell when the, the 501st was turned against the 212th Battalion. Ah, just bad feelings and bad, you know what? <laughs> bad thoughts. Bad, <laughs> rip all yeah. those guys. It's it's very interesting, and we'll get into it with the, the Pankrell episodes, but I, I think it begs the question on why they were put, like these episodes were put into Clone Wars. I, I have some thoughts on it, Josh, I'm sure you do too. And and I'm sure yeah. all the listeners out there do as well. So we'll we'll have to get okay. into it. Let's let's get into it or do we have a Star Wars thought beforehand? Um my my brain is not on Star Wars thoughts right now. Josh, did did you have anything? I mean, I just uh I'll I'll do a brief statement. I won't do a Star Wars thought officially, but I do have some for the the future. A Star Wars a Star statement. Star Wars statement. So my girlfriend and I, we just finished the Clone Wars, like I said, and we watched the com- combination of episode three and the last arc of the, the Clone Wars. And it was, it was amazing. It was long. It was like four hours. And we split it up. But the way that these people edited the movie, it was just spectacular. And to see both sides of the Mandalore and how Anakin was was turned. The one thing that irked me was that, you know, Anakin in the Clone Wars is so different from Episode 3 and Hayden Christensen. I mean, I love both Anakins, but at the same time, they just didn't sync up together. And that's that was my biggest problem with with watching the... Uh... Josh, and, and for the listener out there that doesn't know, can you explain what this mashup is? Yeah, there's a mashup of 
both Revenge of the Sith and the last arc. And what the editors do is they... Last last arc of... Of the Clone Wars. Clone of Wars. Season 7, sorry. And yes, the Siege of Mandalore. So there's a lot of components with Maul in it. And, and they they did actually that one scene with, with the overlap. They actually did really well. And it was just weird to, to see the animation go back into live action. But at the same time, if you, if you want to see the content and, and see how it links up together, that's the way to, that's the way to watch it. Again, it's not officially released by Disney or anything like that, but I mean, they recommend that you're a Disney Plus subscriber. So again, I, I am a subscriber for Disney Plus as I'm rewatching Clone Wars and Rebels, and so I just have to, to state that. But pretty much the combine everything in real time, so every moment from the Siege of Mandalore to Episode Three. It kind of they play off each other and they show what's going on at the same time and it's really cool because there's times you know when obi-wan's talking to ahsoka before he goes up to utapau and then obi-wan kills utapau and then rex is getting information from palpatine and order 66 happens and it's it's just wild i don't know how i feel about the combination i think it would it would hurt my brain and and having to be hyper focused to see exactly when the timeline happened i think it's really cool that you know, someone or people took the time to put this all together. I just don't know if that's anything that I would necessarily be interested in. I kind of like the separation. Because like you mm-hmm. said, the the characters in Clone Wars and the characters in the movies, they're the same, but they're also vastly different. Yeah. They have different personalities kind of as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I could see myself enjoying it, but I don't think it's something that I would want to sit down and watch for four I, hours. Matt, I do not think as a as a close friend i do not think you would like to watch this version of uh, <laughs> I, I will just i will bluntly tell you that because it's a lot of time and it's a, just a lot of it's not your style of watching something i'll, I'll tell you that yeah so it's not for everybody See, but and this is why yeah. this is why you need a star wars lover exactly. in your life exactly. to tell you <laughs> when to watch things and when not yeah. to so we just did it because i thought it would be a, a better viewing experience but my girlfriend might have a different point of view. <laughs> so That's funny. That's funny. But, but we're on Rebels and she's enjoying that so far. And uh, except for her dislike for one of the characters. Not one of the main characters, but one of the frequent Star Wars characters, <laughs> as we were talking about, disliked characters. We'll have to save her for when, uh, when she comes on the show. Yeah, of course. I will not uh, spoil anything because that will be... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that would be probably one of her main points to talk about. So, <laughs> Awesome. Well, getting into the Pong Krell portion of this episode, the first things I have is that he's born on Ojom. Mm-hmm. And when I looked up Ojom, because I didn't know what Ojom was prior, it's located in the galaxy's deep core, and it's the homeworld of Besselisk mm-hmm. species, which is what Krell is. Yeah. The only other known Besselisk species is Dexter Jester. Yeah, actually, I just, I didn't put that connection through. That's weird. I see them as two One of them's just a great guy, and then one's just a pure monster. Yeah. So, (laughs) Matt, you know how I talk about Revenge of the Sith, the video game, which is not canon anymore, but there's one thing I want to point out in this game. So, during the Siege of the Jedi Temple as Anakin, you actually fight... The same species as as Pan Krell. He they do hold the double lightsabers like he has, where the double 
sided lightsabers, and they're very difficult. They're like the boss people in the Jedi Temple. So it's just something I wanted to point out before we dip all of our toes into the Pankrell. That's very interesting. I did not know that. It's a very good game. A lot of people want people to remake the game for the newer consoles. And and I would be actually, I mean, my brother, he loves the game more than I do. I love the Battlefront series and everything, but... Wait, you like Battlefront? <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. But... Uh, not even not a little. Even, no, but... Uh, yeah, so a lot of people are calling for that game to be remade. Maybe into a Cadden version. That'd be really nice. And then we could actually learn the truth if Shakti dies by Anakin or by Grievous or by later after the Order 66. Because <laughs> Shakti has a lot of deaths. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. All right, getting into the the timeline of Pong Krell, there's not much here, which is why we're making this a, a twofer. Mm-hmm. And it's all centered around the Battle of Umbara. Yes, the the noises the noises of that episode, like the the way that the Umbarans fight and the fighters have, the audio is just crazy. It's like it actually I yeah, it. I love it too. I'm just saying it gets you into the, like the battle. Cuz like that that is like one of the episodes that you feel like you're immersed into the war into the clone wars and it's also like one of the most gruesome episodes too which is maybe it allows like makes you feel more connected because when it's a animated show and it's geared kind of to kids not all the way to kids as as we've discussed they can't go too far in the realm of, of violence yeah you know i mean but i still think that they I think they executed it well with getting us a real sense of the sacrifice that the clones make, which I think was one of the intentions of the episodes. because yeah, you could see, like, they had those creatures, those plant things that would eat the clones and how the Umbarans would, would circle. And, and again, Pond Krell's leadership and how it was flawed because they're like, oh, just march straight down the path instead of, you know, flanking to the right, flanking to the left. No, just go straight down the path and get outflanked by all the Umbarans. And what could go wrong, what, yeah, right? Yeah, what could go wrong? Oh my gosh. Whatever could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and the saddest thing, or the, or the clones pointed this out, like Rex, that he's back, like while the clones are sacrificing themselves, he's back just watching them with his binoculars before they get to the city or the outpost. And he's like, oh no, just just his rates of mortality by his clones is just... they." They were up. I mean, they were always up because he just didn't know. He's like, this is how effective I want to be. I want to just go straight, get it done. But I don't care about any of the clones that that die on the way. Because he didn't care about clones. Yeah, and we get into that with, like, the very first episode of this arc. Mm -hmm. One of his first exchanges with Rex is, this is a direct quote. Your reputation precedes you, General. It's an honor to serve you. That's by Rex. And then... What Krell responds with is, I find it very interesting, Captain, that you are able to recognize the value of honor for a clone. Yeah. So he just, he believes that he is completely inferior. That the clones are inferior. Yeah. To, uh, to Pong, it, which is just remarkable. And, and I think that this is when we started to get, cause this was what? Season three? This was, no, this was uh, later seasons, like season... Or season five, four. Season five. Season four or five, one of those. I know it's towards the end. This takes place in season four, which is like the halfway point yeah. of of Clone Wars. 
And and truthfully, I I do kind of wonder because after this set of episodes, things kind of turn very dark within the series. That's true. It starts with I, I like shortly after that, you have Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka and Rex with the the slaves. Oh yeah. Be- becoming Zygarian slaves. Zygarian scum. Then you have Obi-Wan going undercover with Anakin thinking he's dead. Yeah. Same season. You have Count Dooku massacring the Night Sisters. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You have Maul coming back. Yeah. That's all within that season. And you know, it what I find to be very intriguing is after that, mm-hmm. like we don't see any more big Jar Jar or C-3PO episodes. No. That was, yeah, that was in season one, two, and three. It's almost like they, I mean, there is like one Jar Jar episode still within season six. Yeah, with the, the queen and the yeah. knight and the mother, Mother Talzin. With Mace, too, yeah. which is kind of weird, yeah. but I, how those two got together. But but I think it signals, and what I'm trying to get at is I'm, I think it signals the shift in how the story was being told. And that's why, as much as I really hate these episodes, it's not fun to watch. Yeah. You know, you don't ever, everyone, I, I think everyone understands the significance of these episodes, but hates them because of how Pong treats the clones. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important because it does signal the transition of Clone Wars for the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean, having them transition into their phase two clone armor too is a representation of the the war going on of course and that there's a change and i mean clones are getting mass produced still as like we learned in, in the previous episodes or previous seasons where the bills and everything for the, the politics get passed and the clone war continues and we just yeah we learned that the, the war is taking a toll on the, the troopers the jedi i mean the jedi change i mean of course we learned that through the ahsoka arc and everything at the end of the season and and the end of the show and, and everything. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I I think, it, and that's why we also wanted to talk about this, was just these episodes also, I, I personally found this is when I developed my attachment to Rex and his storyline. There wasn't, there wasn't like too much in three, in, in season three. There was a little bit of him, but he's he's mainly just a background character. And then we kind of, with with four, we start to see him develop more and more. He's part of the water w- war. Then he's yeah. basically the one of the lead along with fives and, and some of the other clones for this arc. And then you keep going. Mm-hmm. He then becomes part of the slave episodes. And he trains Saw Gerrera. Yeah, in season five. So I... I love how this that it signaled the transition is basically what i'm trying to say yeah no i think that rex had a conflict i mean of course he wants to do what the best for his men but he can't disobey yeah pon Crowell because he's the general in command and he's used to you know captain rex is anakin's captain yeah so having somebody like pon Crowell take over is totally different because anakin has more freedom as we know and Pankrell is just like straight by the book, and he senses. I mean, Pankrell. I mean, we, we learn that he senses darkness, and he he senses the uprising of something bigger than the Clone Wars, 
And that's one of the reasons why he turned his troops against himself and gave these bad orders and, and everything because he's not like a Sith. He's not officially a Sith, but he's he's kind of like Barris in the fact that he knows that the Jedi are turning into this corrupt symbol as well as the the war is not going in there in anybody's favor. <laughs> he senses Palpatine pretty much. Are are you are you being a Pong Krell apologist? No, I'm no, kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm, not, I'm kidding. I'm not being an apologist. I'm just saying he it does. I mean, he is an awful general. He's an awful Jedi. He's just he's an I'm just awful being. He is he is an awful being. I mean, he doesn't think that clones are people, and and we learn from Yoda that Yoda and and even Plo Koon that clones have their own separate personalities. Yeah. Even though they look the same, they're all they're all different, and they all are beings with force inside with the force inside them. So, but I'm just saying he has a different perspective, which you know everybody everybody does. But yeah, he's just he's an interesting character, and and the hatred for him, I mean, it's it's very accurate. But at the same time, like you know, there's there were gonna be Jedi that because they didn't believe in in the war as well as they didn't. This is not what the Jedi stand for that there would be Jedi like him. Yeah. To finish up on, on Krell quickly, ultimately the clones do turn against him, Rex, Jesse, Fives, and, and Rex sets up Krell to be uh, executed for treason, mm-hmm. but can't pull the trigger, and it's actually Dogma who does. And for those of you that don't know, Dogma... Was following Krell's orders. Yeah, for a very long time. Which... Then Dogma is arrested. Yeah, because it's still treasonous to shoot the general. <laughs> yeah, but like, like you know, I mean, okay, Dogma. I I'm Team Dogma. I'll say. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not Team Team Dogma because when Fives and Hardcase flew into the ship, Dogma wanted to tattle to the general to to Pankrell about this insubordination as Pankrell says and they ended up taking out the ship they took out the the center ship of the the droid army giving them an advantage in the battle but of course when they got back they were classified as as traitors and and it's treason then (laughs) so they were like you said they were they were put on the execution line and but none of the clones could kill them because they knew it was wrong because they saved the whole battalion from maybe death so yeah true but in the end obviously pong's legacy did leave on yeah he didn't he pretty much basically mace wind the, the the main thing is that anakin when explaining to like ahsoka how jedi can turn reference dooku mm-hmm. and krell and then voss when he eventually fell to the dark side Mm-hmm. The council was like ready to execute Voss, but he basically was like, but Mace Windu basically said that that Voss had Voss did more damage than Krell's deception and treasonous acts. Yeah. So eventually, they did discover the the reality of the situation. But so, what does that mean for Dogma? Do you think? Do you think that that Dogma is like free because of it? He probably got freed after Order 66 or something after that where they repurposed the clones or anything like that. I mean, he did his 
his duty. I just don't know. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what they did to him. It doesn't say it anywhere. So I'm very yeah. interested to see if Dogma did. They might bring back Dogma in the Bad Batch when it comes out on May the 4th. Well, he's he is a bad boy, clearly. I mean, killing well, a, a Jedi. Well, I'm not going to say he's going to be in the Bad Batch. I'm yeah, just gonna yeah, say. yeah. I, I mean, I suspect, as we talked about in the past, that Cody is definitely going to be in the, the Bad Batch. I just got to say that. Yeah. I'd be willing to, to place money on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Josh, that's pretty much all I had on Krell. Why don't we take a, yeah. a quick short break, and then we will get into our Zero the Hut discussion. Sounds good. This episode is brought to you by WJP Merch. Somewhere on Earth. You could all be wearing this right now. The Wannabe Jedi Podcast with Matt and Josh now bring you merch unlike anything on your planet. Wannabe Jedi Merch. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. Show your allegiance to the light or the dark with blue or red logo t-shirts and sweatshirts. Or enjoy a glass of blue milk from a ceramic mug as you listen to the next Wannabe Jedi Podcast episode. Grab all your exclusive merch today from wannabejedipodcast.com slash WJP merch. Welcome back from our short break. We just finished talking about Pong Krell and his arc of Umbara. And now we're going to go into Zero, the hut. And Matt, this is one of my, I think when we guest starred on a podcast last year, this was one, of, I think this was my least favorite character. But for good reason. He is very mm-hmm. dramatic. Yeah. I I personally, this this goes down as probably my most hated character, which which we're going to get into. We're going to cover shortly. Oh, so you actually, this is your hated most hated character too? I think this might go down as my most hated character. I hate the voice. I hate all of the things that he appears in. Mm-hmm. There's not like one redeeming quality for me about him. I mean, he tries to kill his nephew. And thinking about this in the release order... And he's really bad at everything he does. Yeah, it's true. Breaking out of prison, like, the Huts had to break him out of prison. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into, like, actual details about Zero, the first thing that I wanted to talk about is that his last name isn't Hut. It's Zero Tiri. Turi. We'll go with Turi. I have no idea. It's a. I'm not even going to pronounce his middle name. That's a whole nother level of. I will never <laughs> be able to understand that. And I'm going to be honest. We, we met. We met his mom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that all of the huts weren't named Hut. I didn't know that. Is it because of Nail Hutta? Like the planet? Is that? I think. Of, I think of Nail Hutta. Well, that's not even his home world. It's because of the Hut clan. No. No, that Huda's not his. That makes sense. Huda's not his home home world, but like, this makes me so mad. Like I, I'm actually like wow. mad that none of them are named. Like who is Hut? Like how does Hut become the name? I I don't understand. Because they all live in huts. <laughs> Josh, it was a pleasure having you as a co-host on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're gonna have to give up your uh, your seat to someone else that doesn't make those bad oh, jokes. No. Okay, okay, I had to make it. You you set me up for it. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I did kind of do that. Yes. So this led me. This literally led me down so much about the Hut 
clan and the hut cartel yeah to like try to get an understanding if anyone's last name is hut not even jabba's last name is hut jabba's last name is the same as zero yeah because they're related yeah but it says that the like the the grand hut council which is like the leaders mm-hmm. it were the heads of the five hut families so then i clicked into that yeah and huts are literally just a species so the hut is a species but yes. not their last name but not their last name that makes sense okay it bothers me so much though and it, it really shouldn't like yeah it's not that big of a deal that it's their species name versus but it it, it irks me like you would think you, you just think of throughout the history of america and how many crime syndicates are named after their last name true because the name has power yeah you would think that that would be the same case with the huts with how long they've been around they have a planet named after them I mean, granted, the plant's named after the species. Now, Hut is named after the, the homeworld of the Hut species. But yeah, it, it bothered me a lot, and it really had no business of bothering me this much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Aura Singh, but for you. It, this might be my Aura Singh. This okay. he he may be my Aura Singh. Oh no. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. I I agree with you, but but I mean, Aura Singh does get hired to uh, take him out of prison, so. The, those two are just great. Uh, I guess we have a, a shared hatred, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so getting into the actual planet that Zero is from, it is pronounced Slay Slay Heron. Slay Heron? Slay Run? Slay Run? Yeah, something like that. I'm sure people have heard it out loud. Yes. It's probably on the show, or and they've they've said it. In their own fashion. Yeah. To put it in perspective, it's in Hut Space. It's connected to Kessel, Klatuin, Nimban, okay. and Varl. Okay. But doesn't he, didn't he spend a lot of time on Coruscant, especially in the movie of the Clone Wars? Yes, he Wasn't was. He on Coruscant, and then Padme, Padme was researching and everything, but we'll get into that. The re- I don't know why he's on Coruscant as a Hut. And being the leader of a crime syndicate. Um, well, actually, we, we do know. He's not on the board. Yeah. He uh, he did make a deal with Count Dooku to kidnap Jabba's son. Stinky, as Ahsoka says. Yeah. And this is just wild to me. Mm-hmm. That he, man, like, this might be worse plans than Luke Skywalker entering Jabba's palace unarmed. Or getting captured for, for Yeah. Bad plans every time a hut is involved. Yeah. That just has to be the case. Nobody knows what to do. No, never. <laughs> They're just big slugs that just... Now I'm thinking of Pizza the Hut. <laughs> pizza the Hut. Oh my gosh. I could go for some pizza right now. Yeah, pizza sounds good. Um, so the timeline of when we see Zero, we obviously see him in the Clone Wars, and I believe it's in the, the movie, right? That's when we see yeah. that... Zero makes the deal with Count Dooku to capture mm-hmm. Jabba's son. Padme ultimately informs the Jedi, and 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 that leads us to Zero being imprisoned and calling on Ora Singh. Which I mean, it makes sense. Terrible gangster pairs with terrible bounty hunter to try to execute a plan. Well, and also the Huts. So Zero had the secrets of the Huts, the Hut Council. Yeah, and the Hut Council. They had an agreement with the Jedi to use their space routes from the movie. And the Hut Council 
wanted to break out Zero because Zero had all the secrets of the council and, and their, their, their crimes. So it turned out that they broke him out by hiring Cat Cadbane, Orisang, I think a couple IG units were in there as well as who else was in there? Oh, a pirate and uh, yeah, the and the pirate. So they hired these these bounty hunters to break him out and hold the the Senate hostage, as we saw. Yeah. So when Zero got broken out, the Republic, as we saw, Commander Fox was trying to get break get them back in once the bomb was disarmed in the Senate hall, but it was too late. Then Zero was taken back to Nail Hutta, and then he breaks out again because he, with uh, the help of Snookums, or what's her name? Snook, Snooky? <laughs> what's her name? Oh, she. I don't even want to talk about her because I didn't like her either. It, it's Snoodles. Snoodles, yes, thank you. <laughs> Snooky. Yeah, so Zero got broken out with Snoodles. And because they were in love in the past, but, you know, of course, Noodles was playing her game to get the secrets from Zero when they went off world and they took a a pit stop at Zero or the, the the mom's house to get her starship. And then they went to the father's grave to get the secrets where Zero hid the secrets of the hut council. And then Snoodle took the, the secrets, shot Zero and left him for dead. That's pretty much it, right? Wasn't there? There okay. There is another thing that I did want to add was that in the last arc of the Clone Wars in season seven with the sisters, that they do say that the hunt for Zero when he escaped killed the the sisters' parents, and then Luminara I think was went up to them and said sorry and everything. May the Force be with you, and that's why they hate the Jedi because Zero and his gang broke out. That's what they they were talking about it, and. That was that was a, a clever input by the Dave Filoni and the other people at Lucasfilm. Yeah, I I don't have too much to say on on Zero. I really don't like this character, Josh. <laughs> it's gonna be like the Aura saying. <laughs> okay. I mean, like there yeah. there's not much here about him, but I guess I just have to question why the Huts would give him all of the information, the secrets. I think he took it. He's he's a he's a sly dog. He he finds all the secrets out. He he's he's got a way. Yeah. And that's what keeps him alive in the long run and out of prison. So I think it was a benefit to him, but in the long run it wasn't because he ended up dead because Noodles killed him because of the secrets. So Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, a little disturbing. I mean, Maybe the, the Padawans out there agree with, with us that it was a little disturbing to, to watch their intimacy yeah. on screen. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Matt, Matt's just done with this episode. Matt, do you want to just end this episode? I'm, I'm, I, I want to I ask this question, and I want all the Padawans to also send us messages and, and let us know what you guys think. But Josh, list your top three most hated Star Wars characters. Okay. Pankrell, zero, definitely there. I don't know. I gotta think about my next one. I'm trying to really? think. Yeah. Oh, or a sing. Or a sing. What am I thinking? I was about to say. I was about to say. <laughs> wait. You really need to think about this. I kind of knew these. Or a sing. Yeah. Or a sing. Yeah. I just. Oh my Fresh gosh. off the mind was was those two because we just talked about them and I mean of course we we put snippets of or sing in there but again I was just trying to think of of zero more things with zero so zero was in my 
my range. But Matt, who are your least favorite three in Star Wars universe? I got most hated for various reasons. I hate Pong because he's actually, it's very evil and dark what he actually yes. did. War crimes. War crimes. Just, just leave it at that. War crimes. Yeah. Blainly. Yeah. I hate Zero because I just really don't like his character. Yeah. And then the, the third one's tough. Mm-hmm. I feel like Aura Singh is low there, but I don't hate her because I actually find her very amusing now because of our episodes. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I kind of hate Snoodles. You hate Snoodles? Okay. Oh my god. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I for sure hate Snoodles. Why? Because her, her Josh, voice? She is also known as Miss... No, she's also known as Miss Snooty. Snooty. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Miss Snooty. Oh my gosh. I'm done. Man, I'm man's over ready it. To, to end the episode. Yeah. Okay. You're you're right. I mean, Snoodles, but she does have a good singing voice. You know what's crazy? Snoodles is at Jabba's palace. Yeah. yeah in six. Yeah. She's Snoodles is there. I, I mean, I like the songs in Battlefront that she sings. I, I like them. I like listening to them. But I guess her regular voice, I guess, is is not the the catch. For, for most people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, Matt, you know when we, I, I was talking about Aura Singh and I was going on a rant? This is this is the amusing part for me, seeing, talking about Zero and Snoodles. And and uh, it's just, we're, we're doing the reverse Aura Singh now. But I'm, okay, I'm, I'm looking into, into Snoodles because, uh, Josh, I'm going to be blatantly honest. We will never cover Snoodles. That's fine. Okay? Or we, 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 we're not going to, we're not going to cover what Snoodles. We, we could do a Snoodles or a Sing Patreon special. <laughs> you oh, do maybe we'll yeah, have, we'll to, have do that. to do that down the line. Snoodles is. So you hate, not do you hate good. Snoodles more than Zero or Zero more than Snoodles or just equally? I think. I think it's almost equally. Maybe maybe Snoodle slightly more because her nickname is Miss Snooty. And that just really annoys me. <laughs> this is amazing. I just Are you, are oh you my uh... gosh, that is that is terrible. <laughs> Miss Snooty. Like what? <laughs> Snotty? Like it might as well be Miss Snotty at this okay, point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoy her music. <laughs> I don't, I, and now that I am fully aware that it's Snoodles, I did not know that Zero Snoodles was also the one in Six. Yes, she is. I don't know if I'll be able to enjoy, I don't know if I'll be able to enjoy the music. I mean, I like Max Rebo. He's a good character in Episode Six, in Jabba's Palace. Yeah, way Way better. better. And that, that Beetle guy, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but that Beetle guy, well, does he sing with Snoodles? I don't remember, but... (laughs) Apparently, because I'm looking yes. into this, the Max Rebo band did survive the sail barge, but Sno- but they broke up because of that. Mm. And and Snoodles found it very hard to make it anywhere in the mainstream. Is this canon or is this legends? This this is this is just this is what's written on Wikipedia, and I'm loving this for a second. I'm just gonna read this verbatim from the Wikipedia on okay. Snoodles. Snoodles found it hard to make it anywhere mainstream, chiefly because many found her vocals just too weird. Except for Jabba. Jabba, Jabba loved Apparently it. Jabba loved, yeah. And too, too bad Bib Fortuna didn't keep her around because he took over after Jabba. Well, I mean, Bib, Bib was like the boss picks the music, but now that he's the boss, it's like he has the aux cord so he can pick what he wants, you know? 
I mean, we see him at the end, and we see him with his de- demise, but we'll talk about Bib Fortuna later on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Josh, I I can't possibly have anything else for this episode. Okay, let, let's end it. You know, this is giving me a lot of flashbacks to our Aura Singh episode. So before I get flashbacks to Aura Singh and how her writing and everything, again, hopefully I can make a fan fiction soon. <laughs> Matt, you can make a fan fiction about Zero and Snoodles. <laughs> I, I will never. <laughs> Padawans out there, you want to know who we're reviewing next week because I am not going to create a fan fiction. We're talking about Thrawn. Yeah, we're talking about the very famous Chiss with, a, with another awesome podcast and, and can't wait to get started on, on the Thrawn episode. I can't episode. wait to. Thrawn is a good... Thrawn is way better than Snoodles. Oh, hot well, take, hundred, you can't even compare. You can't even compare <laughs> that. You can't even compare. We go from terrible bad guys to good bad guys. Yeah, Thrawn. Is, I learned a couple of new facts about Thrawn, so I'll, I'll bring it up in the uh, next episode. Until then, make sure to go check out our website, wannabejedipodcast.com. There you can link with all of our social medias, our Patreon, which I, I have to give a special shout out to our very first Patreon, Adam. Without hesitation, he clicked that button, and I we, we greatly appreciate his support. Thank, thank you very um, much. And anyone who does sign up for Patreon, there is really cool bonuses that you guys get. You guys should check them all out. The Patreon benefits include a character poll, so you guys can help us pick what our last episode of the month will be. You also get a bonus episode every month, get some shout-outs, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good time. And we're, we're looking to add more to the benefits. So make sure to, uh, to go check it out for $3 a month. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to add some, some gaming aspects in there. Cause you know, Battlefront. Wait, I thought you said you didn't like Battlefront. No, I was being very, very rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> well, until then guys, stay safe. Stop thinking about these terrible characters and get ready for Thrawn next week. Take care, everyone. May the force be with you all.